Hello, I'm Pastor Joe Castillo of All Nations International Fellowship, coming live to your device all the way from Beijing, China. Enjoy this podcast while you're driving your car, maybe doing household chores, or even your morning devotion. As you join us today, I trust the living Word of God to touch your life. His name is Yeshua, and He is Lord of all. Check us out online at anif.cc. God can't use chickens. Everyone who has done anything great for God, they were persecuted. The early revivalists in America during the Great Awakenings, they were throwing tomatoes at them. They were beat up. You know, they were attacked. But they stood and they wouldn't back down from the truth. They wouldn't back down from preaching the gospel. And I'm not going to back down either. And I want you guys to have that same kind of spirit. Not saying you have to be a missionary and go to Laos, Mongolia, Vietnam, Cambodia. Maybe that's not your calling. But you shouldn't be afraid to share your faith to your co-workers, to your family members, to your friends. You're in a house working with those people. Somehow, you should be preaching the gospel to them. Somehow. Now, I don't advocate you guys become religious nuts and just like, hey, the Bible says this, that, you know. Like I was telling Moogie last week, Preach to people, but be cool. You don't have to be religious. You could be cool about it. You could be natural. When I'm when I'm going to the gangs, when I go to the prison, I'm not like, oh, I'm a religious guy. Everyone, let's open up the Bible and I'm gonna tell you some scriptures. No, I'm just being cool. I'm like, hey, you guys got some pretty jailers here. You guys got windows. I'm just I'm I'm relating with them. I'm being cool with them. But I'm saying I believe in God, and God is the most important thing. Why? Not because of religion, but because he made us and he knows us and he loves us. How can you live life happy without a relationship with the one who made you? And people always say, yeah, man, you're right. You know, you're right. That's true. I'm just not religious. Hey, I'm not religious either, I always say. Because people don't want religion, especially our generation. Maybe not Robert's generation. He's older, but, you know. (laughs) For our generation, you know, like, you know, we don't want religion. Religion is boring, you know. But we all would say, I want to have a greater purpose. I want to know my destiny. I want to know what I'm gifted at, you know. Uh, and, 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 you know, can I have God without being religious? I think everybody wants that, you know. So our lives should be contagious to people around us. Ask Robert, before I was a pastor, didn't I have all kinds of people come to the church? Yeah. MMA fighters and, yeah, yeah. you know, the least likely people you'd ever see in church were coming to church with me. After I became a pastor, people didn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> because they, now it's, I'm officially religious, right? You know, <laughs> so that was no longer cool after I became a pastor, you know. I hear one pastor says he never tells people he's a pastor. Because the minute he says that, all of a sudden people are like, oh, okay, man, nice to meet you, you know. So you guys actually have more an opportunity to bring people to church to save people than I will. Just because my position makes people feel like, oh, religious, religion. I don't want religion. But you guys say, hey, I'm just a whatever. I'm a nanny. I'm a teacher. I'm a whatever, housewife. I'm a, you know. 
whatever, you know. But I believe in God because he's real. And you know what, us even working together in the same school, this is not an accident. I believe this is fate. This is, nothing happens on accident. Maybe I'm in your life to point you to God. You ever been to a Christian church? Because most people never have. Most people just been to a Catholic church or Orthodox church or, or never, no church. You should come to my church and check it out. It's, it's kind of, you know, we're not all, you don't have to stand up and get on your feet and this and that. And, you know, we're, we're laid back and come, you could dress however you want, you know, so on. You guys could really win people to Christ. I can too, but you have an advantage by not being ministers. I lost that advantage as soon as I became a pastor. Yeah. Do you hear me? But our faith should be contagious. We only have a few minutes left. So, what did I share with these people there? I shared faith. Thank you. Robert. Robert is listening. Amen. And you're all listening. Amen. But I preached on faith. So what I did is I said, after I said I'm going to choke all the Chinese people that come to my church once every three months, you know, we failed. We tried to have a Chinese church for like five, six months. And we had some people that would come, but like once a month or once every two months. How can you build the church if the people come once every two months? So um, we, we failed at that. But, you know, I told them, uh, I'm very encouraged to see you guys. You don't even have a church to meet in. And you stand in the rain, in the mud, to worship God. And I said, so all I can share with you guys and encourage you guys is to have hope and have faith that you can get everything back that you lost and more. Job had everything taken from him, and God gave him double. I said, I'm an orphan. I have no mother. I have no father. I have no pedigree, no, no degree besides my Bible school degree, which if you have a Bible college degree, that means nothing in the world. I've tried to get a job with my Bible college degree. Forget it. It's a joke to them. Anyone who tells me they want to go to Bible school, I always tell them, okay, after you get a real degree. But don't just get a Bible college degree because if you're not really called to be a pastor, if you're not really called to be ministry, you're just excited, and you have a Bible college degree, and it don't work out, you can't feed your family, you can't get a job. So I always tell people, if you want to go to Bible school, first go to secular school. Get a bachelor's degree, then go to Bible college. Or do like Bill Gates, me, Ian, you know, Steve Jobs, Tyler, just skip school and become the boss, amen? <laughs> That's what I did. I skipped school and became the boss, amen? I didn't have much choices, though, because I didn't have a degree, so I might as well just be the boss. Anyways, most of the billionaires don't have a college degree. However, I do believe that having a college degree can help you a lot, especially learning management and accounting and finance and marketing. And if you're going to be a boss, having a college degree can help a lot. But here they are. They don't have money for college. They don't have a home. They don't have a church. I said I'm in the, I was in the same position. My mother and father died. I was in jail. I got out. I had no house. I even lived on the street for a couple of days. 
because my sister had a roommate, and her roommate, because I have a sister, so I could stay with her, but her roommate was out of town, so she had to wait for her roommate to come back to approve if I could stay in the house for a couple months so I found my own place. So I slept in the hallway in, in, on the street in Chicago as a baby Christian. But God took care of me. Eventually, I was able to sleep in my sister's house for a little bit. Then I got a little job. Then things began to open up. Then God told me to go to school. I had no money for suits for school because back then when I went to Bible college where, uh, where I met Ian and his mom, you had to have a suit every day. I had no money for suits. I had no money for tuition. I had no money for books. I had no parents. I had no help whatsoever. But God took care of me. And I share with them my testimony how God took care of me. And I said that if you look here in the book of Hebrews, and I'll share it with you guys since we have a few minutes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, Hebrews eleven six, 6, that without faith it is impossible to please God. God brought the children of Israel, he redeemed them from Egypt, and he brought them first to the Red Sea. When they got to the Red Sea, there was an army behind them wanting to kill them. They left their homes, they left their government programs, they left their jobs, they left any type of help or sustenance they could possibly have. And God brought them to the Red Sea. And this is what they said. They said, God has brought us here to die. That's because there was literally no choice. If God did not deliver them, if God did not provide for them, they would die there. And I told the church that you are at this juncture now. If God don't provide, you have no home to go to tomorrow. You have no church to come to next Sunday if God don't provide. Faith requires no dependence on anything but God. That doesn't mean you can't have money in the bank, you can't have parents, you can't have a degree. That doesn't mean you can't have resources. But what it means is you can't rely on those things to fulfill your destiny. Faith requires that you rely fully on God. And sometimes when God is dealing in our life, he'll bring us to the point where we can no longer rely on our parents or we can no longer rely on exterior things and we can only rely on God because God is trying to take us into our destiny. And no job on earth, at least that we could get, right? No job on earth that we can get is going to pay us what we need to fulfill our destiny. I mean, yeah, maybe some, there, are, there are people that could get a job making $500,000 a year. That would be nice. But none of us here are making that. And we couldn't get a job making that. But with God, everything is possible. But that requires that you have no alliance, no allegiance, no trust and faith in nothing but God. And that's what God had to do with the children of Israel. He had to bring them to the place where if God did not deliver them, they would die. Some historians said that there was another way they could have gone. But the way that God brought them was the way where they had no choice but Him. 
between two mountains. God purposely brought them the direction where they had to only trust Him. And sometimes God will do that in our own life. Will purposely lead us in a way where we only can rely on Him. And here we are in the Philippines. They're in a place where they only had God, which is the best place I think you can be. I call it the advantage of the disadvantaged. I believe I had an advantage in life. By being an orphan, by losing my parents, by having nothing, I believe I have an advantage. I have a resilience in my spirit and in my life that people who were born with the silver spoon in their mouth will never have. So I call it the advantage of being disadvantaged. There's an advantage of being trained with the Red Sea in front of you and the army behind you. And that advantage is you learn faith in God. And Hebrews 6, 11, 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. If you go on throughout this chapter, you see verse 1 says, Now faith. Verse 3 says, Through faith. Verse 5 says, by faith. Verse 4, excuse me, says by faith. Verse 5 says, by faith. Verse 6 says, without faith. 7 says, by faith. 8 says, by faith. 9 says, by faith. 11 says, through faith. Amen. Verse 17 says, by faith. Verse 20 says, by faith. 21, by faith. 22, by faith. 23, by faith. 24, by faith. Moses. 27, by faith. 28, through faith. 29, by faith, they passed through the Red Sea. Verse 30, by faith. Verse 31, by faith, harlot the Rahab. Verse 33, through faith, subdued kingdoms. God is trying to say something here. For us to fulfill our calling, to do what God truly wants us to do, we need to have faith. Total reliance, whether it's for a husband and wife, Eric single, Kay single, Joanne single. You're almost half kind of single, half married, not married yet. Hopefully soon. I'll be doing your wedding, I hope, you know. Pressure on Ian, because Moogie's ready. Every girl's ready from the age of four. From four years old. (laughs) After they watch, you know, Let It Snow or Let It Go, whatever. A couple Disney movies are ready to get married, amen. Guys are like, wait till I get my house and my business started and, you know, I retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. We need faith for every year of our life, for the right spouse, to raise your children, you know, for the proper opportunities, for whether it's for tuition, whether we need faith in every area of our life. But true faith is total reliance on God. And something that even my pastor, Bill Winston, has done, I shared last week, my pastor stopped buying clothes many years ago. Clothes, cars, and homes. He stopped buying those things. He said he made a decision that the money he gets from his salary, he's going to only use that as seed. But for his personal items, he's going to just believe God for those things. So for over 20 years, every suit, every tie, he just believes for that. His cars, all been given to him. His house, been given to him. Everything's been given to him. He just lives by faith. And the money he makes, he uses that for like food, maybe a vacation, uh, offering seeds. And my pastor gives. He paid my tuition. 
uh, he paid my friend's rent for five years, paid his rent every month for five years. Because my friend got out of jail, and he became a Christian, so my pastor wanted to help him. So he paid his rent for five years. My friend felt it. So Pastor Winston gives, gives, gives. His salary is for seed to give. But for clothes, cars, homes, he's decided to just trust God, live by faith. And it's worked. And I've had to do that out of necessity. He's done that by choosing to rely only on God. So I pray that there be something in your life that you guys would say, you know what, I'm going to give this to God. And a maid is a good thing. I talk- Once we get to the point where we have no other option, we really trust God, God will bless us. I wasn't looking for a moogie. He was just looking for God, and God gave him a moogie. God has a moogie for you, Joanne. No, not a, a, a moogo. A mooger. So some male, some male form of moogie. He does. But we have to exercise total reliance on God in that area. And God will lead us and guide us. Amen. 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 I'm trusting God. I'm going to just stop showering. I'm just going to put faith in God. (laughs) Stop showering. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave that one alone. Amen. (laughs) Well, and every time you preach, somebody always gets something different out of what you say. Stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can Turn from your way of doing things to His way. And His way is the right way because He made you. And He made you for a purpose. And He knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. 
you prayed that prayer, I'd like you to contact me and we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com and we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path, maybe help you find some local churches there online or something, or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening, and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God. Thank you for your time. We love you. And- <laughs>